here we are now with another episode of the Andrew Lake Podcast. My name is Dosta, and today I'd like to talk about sex. (laughs) My initial intuition is that we could spend all day talking about sex. (laughs) It really is quite fun if we get into it. Hopefully we can have a few giggles. (laughs) But maybe more narrowly, more selectively, or maybe it's a more of an opening, I'd like to talk about sex in relation to the five bodies. So I've had a few conversations, a few episodes about the five bodies. One was an introduction and it's titled, You Have Five Bodies. And then another one was The Music Thread. And that was more about musicians and what music is like in relation to the five bodies. So if you listen to those, you'll enjoy this episode about sex. Wow, there's so much to get into. It's hard to know where to begin. It's like anything more that you know, you can only do with more knowledge. The more knowledge you have, the better off you're going to be. Now, that's a tricky one because everything we do here is conversational and intellectual. So when we're talking about theories of the five bodies, this is a mind game. It's an intellectual, it's an it's a knowledge game. And you have to remember that knowledge is different to experience. And that's why we put knowledge or the mind as one of the five bodies. So to be in the mind is in the mind body, is in the causal body. We've been calling it the causal body. And that's different to the energy body and different to the emotional body. And these terms, emotional, physical, and causal. Well, physical, the physical body is usually what the word body refers to. So here, whenever I use the word body, it doesn't necessarily mean the physical body. And then we've also got the cosmic body. So keep keep all that in mind, and that's basically what we're working with here. And sex, well, sex is a is a big one. It's it's part of our it's a, it can be a big part of who we are and it's deeply connected to our energies and how we experience reality and working with sex and delving into the world of sex is a great way to have the five bodies open up and also i noticed that this definition of a body we can put sex as its own body so a body is a thing that affects all the other bodies A body is something that has its own language. It has a sense of what it's like to be in it and out of it. It's got a surface appearance and then a true appearance. 
appearance. Is that a word? Appearance. Appearance. <laughs> I think I've just invented a new word. Appearance. <laughs> I like it. But I digress. So the sex body, we can say that the sex body affects the physical body. And the sex body affects the emotional body. And the sex body affects the energy body. So when you are in your sex body, your sex energy or your sex force, see, I, I can't use the word energy here, but usually the word energy would be used. So let's say your sexual force or your sexual essence, that affects the other bodies, which means they are secondary to. So your, your physical body is secondary to your sexual body when you are in the sexual body. When your sex force is activated, your body moves differently. You can think of, think of this sexy, ooh, like a, a flowing and your joints become more feminine and your you want to, like, when you're touching yourself and it's like, ooh, oh, sexuality, it feels good. And really, when I see those women who are up on the catwalk doing their fashion shows, I can see that it's not exactly sexy and it's not entirely all to do with sex, but I can see that the catwalk, that way of walking, the sexy strut, that's when someone's in their sex body. Now, fashion in the, in the catwalk is one thing, and a sexy strut is different. There's a whole culture around fashion and the institution and the tradition and the mechanics and the that the catwalk is... That's more complex, but it's just an indication of the sex body. So when someone's in the sex body, you, you can see you can see it if you're sensitive to it. And you can feel it in yourself if you're aware of how different it is. And then also your energy is affected by the sex body. So hot sex. Wow, that person is hot. Now, heat, temperature, is a term that is connected with energy. Heat is energy. It's an indication of energy flowing. So when you're getting hot, you're feeling really sexy. That's your sex energy, your sex force, pushing into the energy body. And it doesn't just have to be hot. You can say, wow, that person is really cool. When you say someone is a cool person, then that's their temperature in relation to the sex or the attraction that you have for them. So, there's so many ways we can talk about this. I guess by each body, the, the thing you want is to open up to each body. And really, it's hard to tailor this, who to tailor this to. Like, if you're a single person, 
and you don't have a sexual partner, then it, it pays to know about this because at least, I mean, there's going to be a time when you are in a relationship. And also even it can help you, understanding this can help you up to being a match with someone. So two people don't have sex unless they're an energetic match or they're an emotional match or they match with their mind. If you match with someone or on two or three or more of the bodies, then that's an indication of how intimate you're going to be with that person, how how quickly or how easy how much that will open up to you. So your intimate partner finding that soulmate is a matter of recognizing these bodies within you and having them sorted out is for one thing. And then also knowing how they connect with the bodies of another person. So when you have emotional experiences with someone or energetic experiences with someone, and there's a chance there that, I mean, this is this is crudely speaking. I'm talking just. It's it's hard to, in just a few words, talk and describe uh, all the scenarios in which two people come together, as boyfriend and girlfriend, or as lovers, or as partners. So, this is just one way of thinking about it. So, but but if you're a single person and you're sexually frustrated or you're doing a no-fap challenge, or you have these sexual urges which you don't know what to do with, or sex is something that frustrates you, then understanding these bodies is key to you because sexual energy, you can say that that force, if it's frustrating you, it means there's a mismatch in how that energy flows. Now, the... the physical body has energy points on it. And one of those points is the palm of your hand. So you can feel how if you, if you rub the palms of your hands together, it's more warm. So the palm of your hand is more warm, there's more heat than the back of your hand. So if you're using your hand on your organ, on your sex organ either your pussy or your your iron. <laughs> I'm sure you can think of many words for it. <laughs> There's a lot of different words for it. <laughs> your machinery, <laughs> that's what Osho calls it. If your hand is on your machinery, <laughs> then you're feeding this, this energy, you're creating this energy loop, this back and forth. And that's going to cause a mismatch between all your other energy points. For example, your heart, your emotional center. Right in the middle of your chest, there's an energy center. Now, you can see how tricky it is to talk about this because I keep using the word energy for now the heart center. And the heart center is actually the emotional center. So this thing of energy and emotion, they're related. But if your emotion is missing and your organ is always activated, then there's going to be an imbalance there, and you're going to be frustrated. And likewise with the mind, like if you're always in your head, and you're always thinking about sex, you've got these images in your head of sex, 
You've got these voices and these fantasies and these sexual acts. If you're watching a lot of porn, then you're feeding your mind the causal body. You're activating your causal body with, with sexual activities, with sexuality. And if that's the content of the mind, and that's what's happening in the mind, then you're not balancing out your physical body. You're not balancing out your energy body. Watching porn really only feeds the mind. It only feeds your causal body. And sex and the mind don't go well together. Really good sex gets you out of your mind. It gets you out of your mind and into your physical body, into your emotional body. Or another way of talking about it is it gets you into your sex body. When you're having sex, you're not thinking. If you're having really mind-blowing sex, like there's a, ter- there's a reason why we say, wow, that sex was mind-blowing. You are blowing my mind. Wow. Have you ever had someone say that to you? And so that's how we can distinguish between some of the, the, the parts of your sexuality. If you're sexually frustrated, then keep on working out the balancing of these bodies, which means you need to be going into each of these bodies. You need more of an emotional content. Now, if you go to meet someone, and you have this sexual frustration and all your energy is concentrated on your pants, between your legs, then there's going to be no emotional connection with that person. You're going to have this this urge that's all concentrated down there and it's going to mess things up. It's going to, it's going to make you nervous. The reason you're getting nervous is because there's this energy that wants to get out and it's concentrated and it's not balanced. Whereas if you go to someone and you have an emotional connection and you're open to that, then actually your emotion, your heart center, can open up to feelings, sexual feelings, in such a way as that you don't need so much of the party between the pants. The energy that comes from the heart is more powerful than the, than the energy that's that comes from the organ, from the sex organ. The heart is more powerful than the cock, believe it or not. If you really open up to your emotions, then your emotions can come out through all of your life, all of your mind, all of your being. And if you spend some time to really work on that and to say, I'm going to work with emotion, I'm going to do the techniques that send me into the emotional body. I'm going to sort out my emotions. I'm not going to be afraid of them anymore. I'm really going to work with them and I'm going to build them. And that's a very different focus to how do I get my, how do I get my machinery tended to? How do I satisfy this lustful desire? So that's a bit about if you don't have a sexual partner. Now, if you do have a sexual partner, there's, there's still a wide range of things to consider. It's like, well, are you, are you satisfied with it? 
you really feel like there's amazing sex happening all the time? Are you having sex often enough? Is it the best sex you've ever had? Or are you just feeling like, oh, it's, it's, this is just the best that I can do? Now, even to be with someone who is open to these sorts of things and mature enough to have these sorts of conversations, that's a, that's a rare thing. That's a beautiful thing. Now, if you're listening to talks and you're learning about philosophy, psychology, self-actualization, spirituality, meditation, these sorts of things, it's more likely that you're on this path of learning and you're going to start changing more and more. You're going to start growing. And it will be that either your partner grows along with you and they get on board with this, or it, it's, it feels hard to say this. It feels tough for me to say this, but it's, it's a truth. You're going to grow out of your partner. You're going to be... And, and it doesn't mean you're better than them. Like, leave whether you're better or not out of it. There's still... You don't have to play like that, but you, the person you're with won't match. There will come a point where this person you're with won't match you anymore. And you'll need to find someone who is open to these sorts of conversations. So, if you, I mean, like a, a life shift, a big lifestyle shift, one of those is changing partners like if you're with someone and you've been with them for years breaking up with them is a big life shift and knowing when the right time for that is is a a tricky one because if you're having sex with them you have this sexual body that you need you, you know you've got the habit of sex not so much an addiction like sexual addiction is one thing but your habit is another then it's it's hard to see how you have to leave this person because there will be some time when you you won't be having sex and if you can if if you're open to other things it's not an issue like opening to energetic bodies and these and these meditative practices it it the, the deeper you get the less of an issue sex is so that means you're more able freely to move out of this relationship that you might be in, that you're afraid to move out of. And you know you'll find, if you keep moving and you keep growing, you'll know you'll find there's amazing things. You'll meet someone different. And it's a beautiful thing to meet someone who's open to these sorts of things. So, sex in a relationship, you want it to be always opening you up. So, opening to the physical body means putting your body in new positions. Now, one of the things that we've talked about as a solution to that is dance. So sex is a dance in its own way. You're dancing with someone when you have sex with them. And if you're having fresh sex, you're doing these new positions. You're doing these new movements. You're trying these things and they're showing you different things. But that can become stale and the, the physical body is, well, it's like the physical body in sex is something that gets explored and overdone and forced. Now, if you really 
like if you're having sex by the physical body, that's a strong thing. You're holding someone, you're pushing them. Like this whole thing of dominance and submission and tying with ropes and using toys and whipping, whipping them on the ass, hitting them. All these things are physical things. It's pushing the physical body. And there's, there's a limit to that. There's only so far you can take that. If you're, if you're pushing more and more and more, eventually things will become stale. Things will become repetitive. And you'll have the same positions and they won't have the same effect. And that's when you open up, if you're aware of this, to the subtle body. So the subtle body is what bridges the physical body and the energy body. And subtlety is what you need more of in order to have a variety in your experience of reality through sex. So these positions, these sexual positions, there's the, there's like, here's what the position is, like doggy style. Doggy style is always going to be doggy style. It's going to be that position. And anybody can do doggy style. This is the, the, the shape that the bodies are in. But then there's the subtlety, which is how much detail occurs within that position. Subtlety is like the, the speed of the movement or the pressure this is when you open up to the detail of say say you grab say you grab someone's arms you can either clench their arms or let or not hold their arms at all but that's like on and off that's physical or not physical whereas with the subtle body and with subtlety you're moving into you can clench their body but there's a there's a range of how much you can clench them. You can do that. You can do it tight. You can do it really tight, or you can let go a little bit. You can be softer, or you can be really soft. So this physical body gives way to a softer, delicate touch. So a more mature sex moves into subtlety where. There's a softness, there's a gentleness. You're making love. You're being, you're being careful with your partner. And it might be that your partner is already there. Your partner likes this sensitivity. They like the softness. And that's frustrating you because you just want to get physical. You want to be rough. You really need to get your aggression out or you need to get your dominance out. So there's a mismatch there between you and your partner because that partner wants sex with the subtle body and you want sex in the physical body. Now, if there's a mismatch, it doesn't mean it's the end of the game because you can recognize this and you can use this. See, understanding this means you can use this to do both. You can explain this to your... well. How you approach your partner about all this is, is a different subject. But this difference, knowing these differences, is how you open up to the different parts of the body, the subtle body and the energy body and the physical body through sex. Now, there's a good skewer we can do which will help with understanding all this a little better. And that is the skewer of the massage. 
So what you can do is you can massage your partner, but you can massage each of their bodies, their physical body, their energy body, their emotional body, their causal body, and even their cosmic body. So to massage the physical body, that's basically what a massage, like that's the general term of massage. That's the conventional meaning of the word massage. But you notice that in massage, an experienced masseuse, a really good masseuse, they will be aware of the delicacies, the, the, the subtleties, and they'll have a range of how much pressure they put on the body. And in a massage, there's a natural tendency to open up to more subtlety. So a physical massage is pretty easy to understand, but an energetic massage, now what you can do there is, there's an exercise you do, which is you stand with your partner fully naked and you move your hand around their body, but you move it without touching them. You're only a few like a centimeter or an inch away and you move just far enough for them to feel the heat of your hand and for you to feel the heat of their body now doing a full a full energy massage that's that's a project that's a big thing to do you can do this just with your partner's hands so how you interact, you can basically have sex with your partner. You can have sexual activity with your partner only with the hands. Now, usually when we think of sex, we think of like putting the, putting the parts together, kissing and fucking. It's the pussy and the penis, the juices, the ass, the tits, these sexual parts of the body. The physical body. But when you're aware of the energy body, and you're aware that energy can open up your, your heat, and heat is an indication of your energy body, and your sexuality, then you can, you can be delicate and sexual just with the hands. So you can move around. You give them a tickle. You become soft. So you're, you're using your physical body to be subtle, you're becoming more energetic and you can really, if you just go up to them and you stroke them up and down on the side of the arm, then that can, that can resensitize themselves. They become a deeper sensitivity. And there's this back and forth like how do you become more sensitive if, you become, if you're becoming sensitive on your skin, you're trying to use your awareness to open up to the sensitivity of your temperature, then sex and working with an intimate partner is one way of doing that. They can help you with this because you can give them energy massages and they can give you massages. So what is an emotional massage? 
If you want to massage someone's emotions, <laughs> this is when things get really fiery. This is when things get crazy between you and your partner because you can, have you heard this term stirring someone up? Here in my culture, this is what I was told when I was a kid. Stop stirring your brother up or he's just stirring you up. He's just messing with you. And that's this emotional nudge where they do something just to piss you off. They do something just to to make you angry. Now, the same thing, it doesn't have to just be negative emotions. It can be positive emotions. Like you can try and stimulate their emotions by buying them a chocolates, buying them flowers, buying them a teddy bear. That's an emotional massage. That's like a wow. This is an emo. I'm getting emotional stimulation from this. And there's this funny, uh, there's this funny famous TV show, this family TV show called Everybody Loves Raymond. And it's a family show. It's very clean most of the time. But there are a little bit of sexual references in there. Where, and there's one episode where the, this main character, Raymond, and his wife are having trouble with their mother-in-law. And his wife gets really pissed off at his mother-in-law and he gets, they have this big fight and they're really angry. And then that night they go to bed and Raymond and his wife have sex and it's, wow, it was real angry sex. And Raymond realizes this and he goes, whoa, that was amazing. And then, of course, there's this plot that conspires where Raymond's trying to get his mother to, to piss off his wife and he's trying to orchestrate it and one time it works it actually happens and they have this this crazy emotional sex like this hot sex because there's anger in it but then of course the story unravels and and the the wife finds out what's going on and then she gets angry at Raymond and he gets in trouble it's very funny <laughs> but there's the the whole thing of couples fighting and then having sex, makeup sex, they call it, that's an emotional body stimulation. That's an emotional body massage. And you can tell in some couples, there are couples where they fight like crazy. Like, have you ever seen a couple like this where it's just like, whoa. You got in so much trouble or they're yelling, they're throwing things, they're kicking and screaming and they're really, most, most couples, they sort of hide that certain thing. But every now and then, every, a couple of times in life, you'll come across, there's going to be at least a couple, of, a couple of couples, a couple of couples, there's going to be at least someone you know at some point where you go, whoa, they fight so much. Why would they be with each other? They obviously hate each other so much. But you've got to understand that underneath hate is hurt. And this thing of being hurt only comes from the people you love. Emotions are polarizing. They're always ups and downs. So after every up, there's a down. So this real strong hate that this couple has, that's the emotional body massage. And this real strong this 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 real strong feeling it's it's got an opposite so if you stimulate them you massage them in one direction 
then the emotion is going to flip at some point into the other direction. So they're going to love each other. So if we can continue this thread of the massage, how do you massage the mind? Well, in an intimate relationship, you don't really want to do too much of that. I don't think that... I mean, if you want to if you want to turn a man on, talk about ideas. If you want to turn me on, I find nothing more attractive than a girl, a woman with an amazing mind, with someone who can have these philosophical conversations. Now, really, that's boring. It's not... See, that's that's why sex and the mind, they don't go together. They like even giving ideas of of the mind and yeah, it's to to stimulate the mind. I guess I guess this is what I'm doing now with you. I'm giving you ideas. Well, I hope I'm stimulating your mind. And stimulating ideas, that's different to stimulating the sex body. So massaging someone to get them into the sex body by talking, that's not the same as talking to someone with ideas. So talking talking dirty, that's the language of the sex body. That tone of voice, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to demonstrate it because it might turn you off. <laughs> but you can try dirty talk. There's an art to dirty talk. I mean, if it's not, you have to be sensitive to your partner. Like, like successful dirty talk is when the words are really deeply connected to the sex body and the feeling, the sexual feeling. And really creepy dirty talk, when it's creepy, is when the person is, is feeling it, but the other person isn't feeling it. So it all comes back to feelings in a way. It's, a, a man can... A man can talk a woman into her sexuality if he's good at that. He can stimulate her through the mind and draw her into her sexuality. But it, it's not really the mind that does that. It's more an emotional connection. It's an energetic connection. And then the, the other body on our list is the cosmic body. So a cosmic body massage, well... That's a that's a that's a big one. <laughs> How do you stimulate someone's universe? How do you massage someone's universe? <laughs> well, when you have sex and you say that it's out of this world. That was sex that was something else. That was unknown. That was an orgasm. That was an orgasmic fuck. That was a huge orgasm. And these sorts of experiences, these peaks, are when you put someone into the cosmic body through sex. So really, to give someone a cosmic body massage, you can have sex with them can use sex to do that. And and the cosmic body is a tricky one because it's both absolute and finite. So when you're stimulating someone's 
thoughts or feelings or energies or subtleties or their physical body. That's all still included in the cosmic body. When you're, when you're stimulating someone's world, then you're giving them a cosmic body massage. And so that's such a, it's so broad. That's why it's tricky to talk about is because there's such a huge range of, of doing that. And, you know, one, one way of talk or causal body entrance into that is to draw someone's attention carefully to where they are. So this is to point out the existential nature of the moment. So to do that, you basically say, well, where are you? You're in a room. Okay, so you're in a room. And now try and sense the room and how big it is. And if that room is attached to a house, you say, well, try to sense the house. Try to sense the other rooms of the house. How big is the house? And Try to sense what it's like outside. Try to feel the, the outside air, your neighborhood. What are the noises? What's the atmosphere? What's the ambience like? What are the smells like? And then we go bigger than the neighborhood. We can go, what's this city like? Do you know the character of this city? Do you know the ambience of this city? And what's this country like? And do you realize that this country is sitting on a planet? You realize we are on planet Earth right now. And this planet Earth, this big old ball, is floating around a giant star. And that star explodes every second with the energy of a thousand atomic bombs. Every moment it is raging. And this star is just one of many galaxies, many solar systems, many galaxies in this broad, vast universe. So this example of talking someone through their existential position or pointing out existential situations if they can follow it along and they can really get a sense of it and they trust you enough to follow the instructions, then you're bringing them into contact with their cosmic body. You're bringing them into a deeper existential understanding, a deeper awareness. And so to do that with sex, sex is the same thing because you're their, the, the limit of their experience can be opened through sex. So if you're expanding someone's capacity to feel good, to feel more through sex, then you're using sex as, an, as a cosmic body massage. And to meet a sexual partner and to have things open up with them is a really beautiful thing. 
you can discover new ecstasies and deeper orgasms with someone who's willing to explore these things. And really, you don't need this theory in order to do that. Like, it depends where you are in your relationship and what sort of relationship you're in. If you're younger and you don't have too many sexual experiences and you're in a relationship, you've just gone into a relationship, then there's so much you can explore just just by yourself. You don't need to bring this theory of the five bodies into it. You don't need to start having deep conversations about it. There's there's so many new things that you can just try and you just try them out and exploring in your own way. That's a huge part of sex. That's a huge phase. Now, if you're in a longer-term relationship and you feel like, well, the, the phrase is, oh, we need to spice things up. I feel like we need to spice things up. If, if you're saying that, <laughs> if you're using that phrase, there's no way you can spice things up. <laughs> Maybe that phrase is an indication of how how sad things are, but that's not that's not everyone's situation. the 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 situation of saying, "Hey, we want to use these for awakening," or we want to use these to have a variety of experiences. That it's very rare that I mean, you can just use these things without even talking about them. Like it might be that you try these things without saying what you're doing. That's perfectly possible. And it might be that your partner then turns around and says, Whoa, are you a sex god? What happened? Where did this come from? These sorts of things. And you can just smile to yourself. You can just say, Well, this is this is my little secret. But that's different to a relationship where you both are aware of this and you're both on board with what techniques can we use to maximize our sex life and also our experience of reality with each other. What can we do to improve our relationship even more beyond? And and really a, a, a complicated, advanced mature way of talking about things is it's a deep well it's a deep it's a deep causal body thing so this this culture of bdsm and polyamory and really saying what you want and having these complex like bdsm and kink there are these things which are so complex they're worked out they've they've got knots they involve multiple people Sometimes they even need to have a rehearsal for it. They need to talk about the ideas of it. They need to talk about their feelings around it. There's a social situation they need to be understanding of. There's trust that comes into it. There's an excitement. But this conversation, the BDSM performance, is a causal body conversation and that occurs separately to the sexual act. Now, that's important. When you're talking about sex and you're having a conversation about sex, that must be separate to the sexual act. So ideally, what you do is you would sit on the couch in a different room with your partner and then you would have this conversation. 
and you'd make it a long conversation because then things can open up. The hard thing about talking about sex is the initial thing. Because if you go to your partner and you say, can we talk about sex? Uh, it's, it's sort of like, well, what's wrong with our sex life? You think there's something wrong with us? You don't like what's happening there? And well, the conversation needs to, it needs to unfold and you need to stick to your guns. You need to have a maturity to say, well, no, it's not that there's something wrong with it. Or maybe it is. Maybe that is the issue. Maybe there is something boring about it. It is stale. And if it's only a short conversation and you leave it there, it's a bit like, oh, oh, it's a negative thing. I'm not good enough. I'm not sexy enough. But that can be transmuted if you talk long enough. You can say, well, no, don't, don't get down about it because we can open things up. We can learn things together. And if you feel like your sexual partner isn't satisfying you, you feel they're not good enough for you, then having that conversation and really talking it, it, it make it a long conversation. Make it a conversation where you talk about everything. When you talk about sex, it's really good. Like this is what I was saying just, just at the start of this talk. We were saying when you get onto a subject, you just want to talk more and more about it. When you want to talk about sex and you want to really open up to sex, then, then it's like, well, what about this? And, oh, you know what? I really always wanted this. And it actually, well, what about this? And I don't like it when you do this, and this doesn't work, and this is annoying me. And let's talk about all the things you hate, and all the things you love, and all the good things, and all the bad things. There's song. There's a song like that, isn't there? Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things. Let's talk about sex. So that song, that's... That's exactly what we're talking about here. That's what we're getting at here. So let me tra- backtrack a bit. There's a, there's a thread with the BDSM conversation. So when, when a BDSM polyamory couple have this conversation, you need to understand that they are, they're light years ahead of the couple that is first having that conversation. The BDSM people have had that conversation every day and they're aware of it and they're always working on it and they're doing these complex things they're doing these they're they're researching these ropes these knots these toys they're talking about what happened on the weekend they're talking about this festival they're talking about this BDSM queen or this king. I don't know what you I don't know what you call the top of the food chain BDSM king. I guess you call them a sex goddess or a sex god. I don't know. I'm sure in that culture, in that subculture, there would be a term for it. You'd say, whoa, he's the I don't know it. Maybe maybe someone can tell me. But the point is that that, that conversation is the causal body in relation to the sex body and it's the mind that is separate 
two is separated from the sexual act. And that's and that's really a mature way of doing it. It's an advanced BDSM is a is an advanced, complicated form of sex. And it's not necessary that they know about all these parts of the, all these bodies as as individual things but it's there like the sometimes complexity is there without awareness so it's not like a bdsm artist i don't know what you call it a bdsm person a person who does bdsm you wouldn't necessarily say oh do you do you understand the physical subtle energy emotional causal and cosmic body they might not think of it that way this is just a different way of thinking about it but if you if you do understand some things from bdsm and you can add this to it, it's only going to make it more rich. So this bondage, submission, dominance, masochism. I can't remember if it's exactly, I can't remember all the acronyms of BDSM, but I'm just talking generally about BDSM culture. So that's how these, these two things are related. I'd like to turn our conversation now a little bit less, well, how to say. I'd like to turn it towards something, and I hope you won't tune out. <laughs> I'd like to talk about periods or menstruation. Now, how this relates to the five bodies, and I do put this in the category of sex, because when we talk about sex, as we've been talking about sex so far, we're talking about sexual intercourse, the act. But this word sex also means, it can also mean gender, masculine, feminine, boy, girl, man, woman. And also sex as a reproductive process. So sex as a reproductive process, we've separated out to, out from, Sex, sex as an act, as a pleasurable act, as an act for opening up deeper experiences of reality. So there's this wonderful talk about periods by Teal Swan. And I really love this, this lady, this woman. She's an amazing speaker. And you can find her on the internet quite easily. And she's said some things about periods which have really stuck with me and have really helped me with my relationships because well periods like sex is one of those things that it, it's a little bit tricky to bring up it's one of those things that initially you might not know you might not have the best approach to how to deal with that so how do we thread the period through the five bodies. Now, of course, there's a physical thing that goes with periods. There's the bleeding that happens. There's the menstrual cycle. There are the cycles within the, femi the female reproductive system. And that's all the physical nature. And you notice that in the physical process... There are things that happen which cause energetic movements. So when a woman has cramps, 
and she's having pains, that's a tension in her physical body of blocked energy. There's no flow happening. She's not accepting. Well, the the story goes that if you accept your womanhood, then your period won't hurt. But that's a tricky one. Don't take that one. That That's a tricky one to po- point out in a black and white picture to explain this the the cramps and the pain of the period it, i don't want to put it into a black and white picture it's not binary but the the energy of the period causing the the difficulty or the pain is what's happening in the energy body the energy is affected by the physical body and this menstrual cycle you notice that it's just below it's the below the 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 digestive system. So you've got your your intestines, and then you've got your stomach. You've got your also got your liver. And this digestive system, the digestive process, is deeply connected to the energy body. So the physical process of digesting food, and the physical body of the menstruation cycle affects the energy body and you can feel the energy you can feel what's happening there it's possible to open up when you open up to your energy body then the digestive process the digestion process really changes a lot you can actually feel the food going into your stomach and you can feel not that it's in there but you can feel the effect of it the feeling that happens 10 minutes after you eat one hour after you eat, four hours after you eat. And food that has a real big energy to it, like hot spicy food, like if there's a hot a heat, so there's, there's a reason why we call spicy food hot food. There's a, there's, a, there's a process that happens as you digest hot food, which you can become sensitive to, and that's the physical body affecting the energy body. Now, the menstruation cycle is the same thing. How is your energy body? Are you hot? Are you cold? Are you flowing? Are you high? Are you low? How is your energy body when you're on your period? And then you also have the emotional body. So this image of the the woman who's, oh, I'm so sad. I just want to sit home and watch movies and eat ice cream because I'm on my period. Well, that's the emotional effect from the energy body. And it's right. A woman should be able to do that, if I can voice my opinion so bluntly. There's a reason why women become really emotional. They're hormonal when they're on their period. This thing of, oh, watch out, she's on her period, or, oh, she's angry, she must be on her period. That's this difference between the physical body and the emotional body. And actually, being on your period is a great way to enter into the emotional body. If you're on your period, then that's when you embrace your emotions. That's your gift. That's your way of saying, I do want to be sad. I do want to be angry. I am pissed off. Oh, my heart aches. 
So that image of, oh, I have a broken heart, like my boyfriend dumped me, so I'm going to sit on the couch and, and binge watch movies and eat a whole bucket of ice cream. That's how these are related, because you have the digestive system, physical body, and then the emotional body. So eating ice cream when you're sad, there's a reason because of that. And that's because of this, the physical body, the energy body, and the emotional body. Now, for a man, we don't have that gift. We don't have that ability. For a man to enter into his emotional body, well, he doesn't have as many options as the woman, roughly speaking, broadly speaking. And when a man has a, has a partner or a woman who's on her period, the last thing you should do is say, you know, toughen up. You should, you're, you're just, it's just because you're on your period. You should never belittle the emotions and the feelings of your woman. In fact, you should encourage it. And it's because she's not allowed to express those feelings, those emotions, that it's hurting. Now, if you have pain from your period, and you have these emotions that are blocked, and you start to let them out, then you can relieve the pain. Your relationship to your period will change. Now, when it comes to the cosmic body, and the period, you must understand that when you have your period, you're giving birth. This is another gift of being a woman. This is the amazing thing about the woman. This is why a woman is a god, much more so than a man. Because birth, birth is one of the most fundamental it's cosmic, it's existential, it's absolute, it's infinite. And that moment of birth, of releasing an egg during the monthly cycle, is an opportunity for you to realize your place in the universe. Now, there's also a lot of trauma. This is something that Teal Swan talked about in her episode. There's a lot of trauma that comes from releasing an egg because it's a death. You're giving birth and it dies and something has come out of you which didn't get to flower. And her solution to this was to say, well, actually you can use period blood to create something. You can use this as a as a creative act. So period blood can be used to put on plants and you can use it as a, well, she, she called this thing, there's this thing called the Yoni painting. So you can do a painting with your period blood, and that way it's not going to waste. And if you've never done that, I suggest you do at some point in your life, because there's a real, a real, uh, how to say, there's, your relationship will change your relationship to your period will change quite dramatically if you do a yoni painting. You're embracing it. And then there's also the thing of actually giving birth to a child, to actually let something out into the world. That moment 
That is a cosmic moment. To realize that you are the thing. That's the the that's the 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 door of something coming into existence. That is a cosmic experience. So when you give birth, your whole all of your bodies are completely raptured to infinity. So think about it. As a woman, your physical body is completely raptured. Your whole pelvis is opened up. All your insides are churned about. Your energy body, the heat, the fire that comes from giving birth, and then the emotion Think of the emotion that comes from giving birth. This is, this is something that just men, that men, well, they don't have. They'll never have. It's the gift of womanhood. That's why women are goddesses. To give birth, I mean, there's, I, I feel like birth is, it's a conversation we can have. We can talk a lot about birth. We can say a lot about birth. But here, as they relate to the five bodies, is, is what we're talking about. And this, this opportunity, if you think of birth as an opportunity and sex, when a woman has sex, I've actually met a woman who was like this. She knew that she was pregnant the moment she became pregnant. And even though the, the circumstances, she was telling me that even though the circumstances would you wouldn't think that she like it wasn't like she had a man in her and he ejaculated it wasn't like that it was more like an accidental or oh, he he ejaculated outside and something had fallen in that sort of situation that's how she described it but she knew there was a there was a ping there's an experience to having sex and i i know women who they feel the pregnancy, like sex for the purposes of pregnancy and then the feeling of pregnancy and then the changes in their hormones and the process of bringing a baby into the world. I know women who are like, wow, that would be an amazing experience. I think a lot in our culture is there's fear around it or there's a worry around it. You know, there's the pain of pregnancy but pain is it's an intense feeling like pain can be transmuted and i even remember an osho talk where he's saying that the birth process for a woman can be an orgasm so this cultural conditioning and this idea of pain is hard it's simply an idea. It's really just something of the mind and it's something that, well, I mean, I've never given birth, so who am I to say? But I'm just relaying what I've heard Osho say. And I can understand the logic of it. Like if you have sex with your vagina, your pussy is the thing that has sex. And then that's where the baby comes out. It makes sense that there's something there. There's something related there. There's something that is... The, I can see how there's a correlation, but 
I mean, how, I, I'm not about to start giving advice to women on how to do that, how to process that. I guess it's up to their, it's up to their intelligence to work out how to trans. I mean, how do you? That's a big question. How do you transmute pain into pleasure? Maybe we'd need to ask the BDSM people because they're into pain and pleasure. They, well, that's the same thing. They would need to understand. They they would understand that. So. How that relates to birth specifically, I don't know, but at least at least there, there's some things to think about. There's some there's there's some things to mull over, and maybe you can tell me what the difference is. So, sex and the five bodies, the physical, the energy, the emotional, the causal, and the cosmic. At some point in the near future, I'm going to do a talk about tantra maybe by the time you hear this that episode will already be out but tantra is how do we use meditation and awareness techniques and sex and how do we use these all together for awakening for expanding our consciousness all the juicy stuff all the wonderful stuff and there's a whole range of tantra techniques which i've learned and experimented with and even i'm even in the process of creating a series for couples awareness techniques but that will take some time maybe it will be out maybe not that'll take a bit longer and right now i really have to go to the bathroom so no closing meditation i just have to run and that's all i have to say for now <laughs> 